Hey guys, I was having technical difficulties with my AirPods, so sorry for the delay. Hello, okay. So I have a bit of a cold today. I figured I'm just gonna hang out on the couch. You get me in all my nighttime glory. Um, and I am really pumped to do this kind of a, of a, of a format with you guys. Um, as I've mentioned in the past, we're trying to create something that's more systemized to be able to roll it out to people and be more accessible to people who can't necessarily go for one-on-one -on -one coach, be able to have what they need from CCA. So part of that will be um, everyone will have the same program they've always had, but we'll be offering group coaching. So instead of having one-on-one, -on -one, it'll be a few people on a, on a pod on a format like this. So I figure what better way than to roll that out with you guys. Um, I I've watched this. I've watched my business mentor, um, do this format and I'm not going to lie. I was nervous at first. Hold on. I have to blow my nose. So graceful, but, um, no, I was, I was really nervous to do this because I'm like, well, the content we talk about is so vulnerable. Um, and I don't know how people would feel, you know, one sharing that kind of stuff, but I, you know, would other people get value out of it? And then when I getting me on a zoom for him, I, that's why I'm never a stickler with you guys about the zooms because my neurodivergency makes me the worst zoom participant. But whenever I did get on them, um, it was surprisingly helpful to see other people have the same kind of issues I was having or, ha you know, if they had success, it was like, okay, you know, maybe I can look forward to trying some similar things and see how that works out for me. And it wasn't so isolated. Like there was still things to relate about and we had discussions on it. So I want to give it a shot and see what we got here. So I had previously asked for, um, we could do up to four people today. And we have two people, Kristen and Corley, who agreed to um, do a group coaching session today. But if two other people who are watching want to give it a go, if you're really shy with the taking it off mute and talking thing, you can use the chat. Um, camera encouraged, but not necessary, right? But let's start with Kristen. So are you going to be doing the chat or do you want to unmute? Oh, we have you there. Hey. Oh, I see you. Hey. Oh, there you are. Hey. All right. So, hello. Oh my God, I love your hair. Thanks. I'm going on a trip. Um, I love your hair. Is that all? Yeah, all the green is it, right? Oh, yeah, that's all the so green. Pretty. Only half of it's mine. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have even known. It looks fantastic. Yeah. So. Thanks. Let's kick this off. So the way we're going to do it is I'm going to ask you for your rose and your thorn from the past seven days, meaning the best part of it, the worst part of it. And um, this could be anything in general, um, or it could be specific to illness stuff, but I would like to you know, have an overview. So if you can include both. Yeah. Um, so from my past week, my rose is definitely getting my sleep patterns really like not, well, maybe not sleep patterns. Cause I feel like I still have weird sleep patterns, but getting like an actual bedtime routine and focusing on like actually sleeping instead of 
turning on the TV and staying up all night or doom scrolling Tinder or TikTok or just anything like that. Um, so really like controlling what's going on in my bedroom has been probably my biggest rose and my thorn has been getting back to like, even just eating regularly since I've been sick. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So when it comes to eating regularly, what is the most dreadful part of getting back into that routine? Like if you were to think of it as like, you could be completely honest with yourself. The part of this that sucks the most is what do you decide? Yeah. And in that moment, what are some things going through your mind when you're deciding what to eat? Um, when I'm deciding what to eat, I'm like, not only thinking about like literally what I can like shove down my throat, like without wanting to like vomit just because it sounds so awful to eat. Um, along with also like finding the time to eat whatever I decide, like if I decide to eat a taco, it's obviously going to take me a lot less time than if I decide to like sit down and eat like a steak or something. So mm -hmm. also just like deciding what I'm going to eat versus what the time I have. And then also just like making myself actually make a decision, mm -hmm. just decision fatigue in general. So this sounds really common for a lot of, um, and I, if you guys are relating, by the way, as you're hearing this, tell us in the chat, that interaction from the chat will really help with this too, because I'm sure it's scary <laughs> to be pinned up at the top and chatting. So anything in the chat, let's keep it coming. Um, but I'm, I think it's very common that this is a neurodivergent issue too, because there's a lot of executive functioning um, happening there. There's a, That's required at least. There's a lot of decision-making, evaluating what's best, what's not best, what's convenient, you know, and it's not even like it's about the food at that point. It's kind yeah. of like, sounds like it's about the, the maintaining of having to eat as a human, like a job. It like, it's not even that, like, I don't want to eat necessarily. It's like that I don't have the energy or the, like, the ability to right. make that happen. So if it was like right in front of you, it would be like heaven sent. Oh my God, this is amazing. Yes. Down the hatch. Yeah. We're good. So yeah. how do you feel about, um, eating similar things? Like, are you cool with, if you had like five or six staples on rotation and they may change every couple months because right. you know, neurodivergent life, but if you have like five or six lunches or dinners that you could pick on, pick out on rotation just always buy the same kind of crap, keep the same stuff on hand. Would that work? Um, it would work for a little bit. And then I would start literally gagging because I'd have to eat chicken again. Like, so as long as I could keep like, like I not only need to like switch my seasonings for my chicken, but also just like my meats in general, because like eating buffalo chicken to me is just as hard as eating like lemon zest chicken after I've already oh, eaten yeah. it for times, you know? So like, yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. We don't eat the same. I know it sounds like bougie is very privileged, whatever. Thank God. I'm grateful. But like, I, we don't eat the same meat like nights in a row right. typically unless we're, and no, even then, cause leftovers, leftovers will usually be lunch or something we'll pick at, but we don't eat the same like m dinner meat. Wow. Right. Things you realize are neurodivergent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I actually, um, pop in like I get those factor meals and I just popped in like a chicken fajita one earlier for lunch and I was like oh this is gonna be like the last time I can eat chicken for a minute because like I just I've had chicken the last like four meals 
Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you need variety, but you need to have like a, like almost like a, a meal bank to pull from so that you can like know what it is you're making. That's not going to be spur of the moment spontaneous. Right. Cause I think that adds to the like scariness of figuring out what to eat in that moment. But then you can say, okay, well, what do I feel like having today? And you'll know what to make. Like you'll know yeah. what you need for it. So it takes for all sure. that guesswork out. Yeah. Um, that's the factor meals have been awesome for that. Yeah. Oh my God. They were so great. Um, and for those of you who haven't heard of factor, that's, they're basically like, they're not basically, they are, they're ready-made meals. Like mm -hmm. you just poke a hole in and put it in the microwave for three minutes and that's it. And, it, and they're actually really good. Like they're not they're, like they're fresh made and everything. Yeah. Like you keep them in the fridge, not even the freezer. Um, you yeah. could freeze them if you want long-term. We did that when we were moving because we had like no access to a kitchen. Um, so and they're, they change up what they make basically week to week. They'll feature new stuff. They're, if you haven't had their shredded, have you had their shredded like beef, I guess it is yet? Yes. Oh my God. It's so, so good. It's so and good. Their like veggie sides are delicious too. Like their collie mash. They're so good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like one of those people that loves collie mash. I think it smells like farts, but, <laughs> but <laughs> their collie mash is so freaking good. I don't know it why it's so good. Um, but I'll post the link if you guys want to see that afterwards. Um, so, okay. So now we got to come up with a few different dishes for you. Um, how are you, you've never been big on cooking, right? Like, no. and so, it's not that like, it's not even like, um, you know, everybody's always like, well, I like cooking if I had the time. No, I don't care. I don't want to cook. That's okay. <laughs> That's what yeah. I always say, Evie, <laughs> coach Evie, she hates, she hates cooking, mm -hmm. <laughs> but she'll do it if she has to, you know, yeah, but I mean, like I'll cook for you if I need to. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that definitely changes things and that needs to be taken into consideration because I think that not that anything's necessarily easier or harder, but it is harder when you're thinking of like square peg round hole. If you're not yeah. someone who enjoys cooking, the idea of having to formulate things to cook and flavor and make taste good when that's not what you enjoy doing, ADHD, we don't keep doing things we don't enjoy doing. That's just, no. we can fight it till the cows come home. It's just dopamine. So I think finding a, like a base, like X, Y, and Z put together makes a flavor you like, I think will be the way to go. Cause I don't think you're going to be the type that's sitting there trying yeah. to make festive new things. No, no. And if, and if you do people. great. Yeah. Like I, I, that's the thing that like, but that's always so hard for me is like, I'm a foodie. I love to eat good food. I just don't make it for myself. Okay. So then, you know what? We just got to work on, I'm going to send you some cool foodie, like uh, condiment ideas, like chili crisp yes. type stuff, because those are things that you can add to your, to anything that you're eating. And it like elevates it. Like okay. I, I did my video yesterday. All I did was put an avocado on a piece of the gluten-free low carb bread. And I had like sesame oil on it. It had like the chili crisp on it. Um, some chopped shallots and it took zero work. Like, yeah, that sounds drizzle. like delicious. I would make that for sure. Cool. Uh, yeah. Who can relate to this? As you guys are hearing this, hearing Kristen's story about how she feels about food and, or cooking rather and deciding. Who can relate to that? And how are you with texture stuff? Because you're like, I to think about what I can eat that isn't going to make me like feel like I want to throw up. Is there a certain a food you feel triggered by? uh texture isn't like a huge thing for me really yeah I wish <laughs> I, I definitely I mean wish. like I guess it probably is more than like <laughs> normal people 
but when like anytime we've really had to start talking about food there's been there's I can't really think of anything that I just like hate to eat Mm. it sounds like it just sounds like an like it feels like an overall hassle so it is it's in no way good if I could not eat I would be a hundred percent happier like if I could only eat when I like wanted to for enjoyability because like like I said, I love to eat. Like, you know, I go out to restaurants constantly, like I'm constantly going out, but I just out of necessity wise, forget it. Yeah. I hate it. I've definitely heard this before. I, I feel like I've said this to my friends before and be like, listen, I love food. Like when I want to eat it, but I wish there was like a pill I could take that just gave me my day's calories, my day's nutrients. And you're good. Yeah. Anything else is a bonus. Congrats. You, you yes. get what you need and you're not going to be slacking if you don't care to eat or not, because I think that's a very real part of neurodivergency and yep. also, you know, recovering from eating disorders and trauma and like all, stress, all of that factors into it's a chore. And as, yep. as shitty as that sounds, cause there's accessibility issues. It still is what it is at the end of the day, you know? So- um, with my therapist, I actually have been like trying to talk about more like disordered eating and stuff. And he actually said that like, I take in, well, like not when I'm being good about this, but like, I actually take in like, like I would be considered anorexic because that's like the little amount of, isn't it shocking? Yeah. and And it's frustrating. Right. And it's, I don't intentionally do it. Like Mm -hmm. I do not, like, I thankfully do not like really have shame around eating. So like, I don't intentionally do it. I just, if my ADHD brain doesn't want to do something, it's not doing it. Yep. I think it's way more common than a lot of people realize. And it leads to a lot of discouragement, like discouragement, because it's like, you see everybody promoting like, oh, um, I remember thinking like when they said Kim Kardashian ate like a half a tomato or something a day or whatever, like besides the fact that that's so screwed up that, that their people are not thinking this should deserve a trigger warning or something before they talk about her quote unquote diet that she did. Yeah. But I remember being like, but the, the most fucked up thing is that there are so many of us that eat so little and yet face fat shaming, body shaming, doctor discrimination, like all of that because of what people interpret, but right. you don't feel well when you don't eat a lot either. That's the other thing you is like awful. symptoms that we experience a lot of times are from the fact that we're not getting enough nutrients throughout the day. Um, and we don't even think of that. <laughs> no. Um, if we're being like, actually like super authentic and raw, I was at my parents yesterday and I got to my parents' house and they were like, are you high? And I was like, what? Like, no, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually not. And they were like, they didn't believe me. And I like realized I was like, oh my God, no, it's because I haven't eaten. Like, I'm so just like spacey and out yeah. of it. And it's like, it's like, do you think I'm trying to actively be this way like I just had this argument with one of my doctors he like offered me a weight loss pill again and I was like to get you to eat less right yeah and I was like can you give me medicine to actually make me eat because that's that's the medicine I need and I think a lot of times it would be easier to make that choice of like here's what I want to eat here's what is best for my body like balancing out like you know making sure you have your hormone friendly stuff if you have an appetite that is so much easier to do if you have to force yourself to eat anything 
the idea of having to pick the right thing for your health at that moment feels like it's so arduous. Like it's, it just feels impossible. It's like eating glue at that point, you know, Uh, sawdust. Yeah. So I think something, um, I'll text you a different, like a bunch of different things to try out. Um, like, so maybe we can come up with like those core, like four or five things you can have on rotation that are super easy, like crock pot style, maybe, or something, you know, just the least amount of work possible. Um, I also think if you can send me some common orders that you get when you're out or whatever, I can explain, I can show you how to tweak that for the baby step that we're doing. Um, because like I was saying, you know, if your baby step is bread, you know, and you go out and you're at a restaurant, get the same sandwich you'd get. Just bring, take a, be the weirdo that brings a, takes a piece of bread out of your purse and like throws I'll a sandwich on it. Pull a bread, <laughs> piece of bread out of my purse. Do you remember my story? Be like Burba. Yeah, I, I was given just that getting so ready long. to say, you should, you should tell your story. Okay. So <laughs> for a while, this, the baby <laughs> step of finding a different bread to use throughout the day, whether it's gluten-free, low carb, whatever. I said, be like Burva. <laughs> that is the name of it. I had a friend when I was in, I think I was like kindergarten or something. I had a friend, Burva Shaw and Burva Shaw's mom would send her to school every day with tinfoil wrapped buttered toast for like breakfast or whatever. And I don't know how the, like I brokered the deal. I don't remember who asked who or who initiated this, but every day it was like this silent agreement. Like Burva would motion to me and she's like, and then like, I'd go sit next to her and she'd give me a piece of her toast. And like, we'd sit there eating bread. So like, it's like really cute to think about like little legs dangling and stuff back when we were allowed to love bread. Right. Um, but <clears throat> I now think of it, be like Burba, bring your bread. You know, if you're gonna, when I'm leaving the house, even if like, if I'm running errands and we have the possibility of driving for hours that day, and I don't know what I'm going to be able to get or want to get. I will bring my bread with me. I'll toast it up, put it in a bag, put it in my purse. And then I know whatever I would get, I just put it on that and I'm all set. And if I don't eat it, I know I'll eat it later because it won't, it won't go to waste. So be like Burba, be like <laughs> my Burba. favorite way. I'm like, I, I have to, to message her and like give her royalties or something. No joke. <laughs> so, um, and great job on your rose. You were saying you're thinking of sleep. Sleep is really hard because that that sleep procrastination is real with ADHD. I can't even tell you how much better I am feeling. Like, so my nighttime routine is literally so simple. Well, it's not, it's not (laughs) simple, (laughs) but it's so cut and dry. Like I, whatever time I want to go to bed, I start like an hour before and I've been stretching. So I've been like rolling out and stretching. I do that. And then I get into my room and I do, I set a timer for 10 minutes. I doom scroll whatever I want for 10 minutes, 10 minutes hits. I turn my lights off. I have a lamp. Well, actually you can see it. It's right there. Like I I turn on the lamp and then I get, um, 30 minutes of my audible book. And then it's lights out, like no TV. My phone is on sleep mode, everything. So like, I mean, all in all, it's like an hour routine, but I normally don't even make it through that 30 minutes of an audible book where before I would have sat and watched TV or doom scrolled for until four in the morning. Yeah. You would have been like, oh my God, I have to go to sleep, you know, before you know it. Yeah. I feel like I'm on drugs because I'm actually sleeping. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and it, you know, it all feeds into itself too, because when you get more adequate sleep, when you're eating enough calories, that is the, for people with ADHD, that is a must because if you're thinking about your brain, you know, your, your brain's firing differently, let's say, imagine a brain that has not enough fuel firing differently. You know, it's just giving an extra obstacle to that, you know, because you don't have that power that you need to, yeah. to kind of get your bearings, to feel good about what you're doing and what you're going through. It's only going to make the symptoms even worse um, or the brain fog even worse, you know? So I'm glad to see that's your, your focus this week. Well, and like sleep has also just become such an important like thing to me in general, just because like I can finally sleep without feeling guilty because I don't have an ex, well, I don't have a husband telling me that I'm lazy anymore. So like when my body needs sleep, it actually gets sleep now. What was your, um, what was your feeling and relationship like with sleep and rest and stuff like that before? With him? Yeah. It was off. Oh, so toxic. Like I would literally, so, um, like I'm off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I only work Tuesday through Friday. And on Mondays when he would go to work, I would literally set alarms to wake myself up to like send him random text messages to prove that I was like functioning. Wow. And then um, like if I needed a nap in the middle of the day, like I would, even if I didn't set an alarm to like wake up before he got home, like I would wake up continuously just like out of like oh my God, like I have to get up and do something. I have to be productive. Um, because my like sleep was such, it was like, it was laziness in my house for so long. So then like once it no longer, I mean, like that took me, I had to unlearn that for sure. I mean, I still have those moments, but I mean, like I would be in the worst flare up ever. And didn't matter. Like you're laying around in the middle of the day, you're lazy. And I remember like when we did our first call together, he like fell all asleep. of us. Did he? Yeah. Have I not he, told you during that? The, no, he fell asleep the very on the call end with of us. It, he fell, I, he fell but asleep. I, I can't, I, for, I remember that the theme of it was like making you better, but like so that you were, yeah, like you were more productive. You were more like, you know, uh-huh. and I, I, on those calls, I'm always like, well, we will for sure help her be more productive. We'll see yeah. what's different though, when that happens, you know, and it, you know, it, it's, it's when you sometimes I don't ever want to step on toes, but, and I'm not a pushy coach. I think everyone knows that about me is by now I really support you. Like, I don't no one. Oh, I don't benefit so from people living like my, like me. My- yeah. Like when I was separating, I remember you were like, I'm going to say this once and I'm normally right. So here it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't think you guys will be working this out. And then like, from then on, you were like, so supportive of all my choices and everything else. And then like, I, I remember like, I finally texted you and I was like, I left, like I'm out. I moved. I, and I remember like, saying, I'm like, you yes. don't ever have to do anything for me, but just know you're not crazy. Like this is not yeah. an atmosphere that would allow for you to heal in. And like, however long it takes when you feel that it's right for you, you whatever it is, you know, I remember saying, yeah. I'm like, I don't care if you guys, you know, die together a hundred years old in bed, holding right. hands, like, great. But at the end of the day, I want you to do whatever you need to do. And when that time ha- comes, whatever that is, I support you. 
And you're like, yeah, yeah I, I let, I just, that's it. We're done. Like I'm over I, that's it. it. I was, yeah. Like I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm like, no more. I'm done. Um, so sleep on your bed. You get to sprawl sleep. out now. You get to sleep yeah. whatever the hell you want. I, <laughs> I like constantly joke actually that I don't have an autoimmune. I had a Caleb and now <laughs> that I don't have him, I'm fine. Like <laughs> amazing how much better I feel actually, but yeah. So yeah. it's amazing what someone's dusty son will do. Um, I'm proud of you. I'll text you about those meal options. Um, tomorrow we'll figure those out. Um, and then if anyone has any questions or wants to say anything at all to Kristen, you can enter it in the chat here. I'm going to catch up a little bit before on the chat, before we call Corley up and then we'll talk. All right. So awesome job. How do I get you unpinned from here? My menu's blocking it. I I never feel older than when trying to work this. Bye. How do I unpin? Oh, there we go. Okay. That's a lot of face there that hits you real fast, huh? So let me catch up on this chat and then we will talk. Can 100% relate to the decision fatigue? Oh my God, the worst. I hate deciding what to eat and then to have to cook. Oh my God. Feels like torture. Feel like way too many steps. I agree. Um, I need to factor meals are great. So HelloFresh, HelloFresh is like where produce came to die in my fridge. Like, I don't know how it is because it is portioned out. You got instructions, you got the whole nine. There should be no reason, but neurodivergency. I'd still order before I'd even friggin cook the food and it'd go bad in my fridge. So I agree. That's why I like factor because I'm like, let's just cut to the chase. I don't want to do shit. Like that's really my goal here. <laughs> I don't want to do shit. So I hate, co- yep. A lot of people hate cooking and I feel like there's some kind of like societal shame around it. I feel like you can only hate cooking if you're a certain size too, which is feels ass backwards somehow, right? Like, which one is it? Are we supposed to be eating at all? Are we supposed to be cooking? Like, how do I, how do I live like a good person here? But factor. Um, and there's also another one. Um, I've had a couple of clients. I always forget what they're called. I'm going to go back and see which ones there are, but there are a few different options that popped up. My issue was that factor was the cheapest one that I had found, but now I think there are some really good contenders um, that some clients have had luck with. So Maybe I can start a thread for this kind of stuff if you guys think that would be helpful um, and have everyone suggest what they've found because in in times of crisis or just crunch time or just decision fatigue, having something ready to go that you know is a complete kind of meal, like especially if you haven't eaten all day, is just such a relief. Chili crisp is amazing. Um, If you guys haven't gotten the link for my pantry on Amazon, I will also comment that and the posting on Facebook, but all of my condiments and all my fun stuff that I do, I put in my Amazon um, pantry. Love different foods, but I hate cooking. I do get very triggered by weird texture. If the texture's off, I would rather starve. I use the example of like, have you ever tried to, like you took a sip, you thought it was Sprite and then you drink it and it's water. And it's like, it's not horrible tasting. Like, you know what water tastes like. It's just so off-putting because it wasn't what you were expecting that it's like, oh, what is this? Um, I feel like that if I get something that I like the texture of and then I get it again and it's not the same. So yeah, 
I definitely feel that this is all stuff to, t- to take into consideration too. This is all con- inconvenient, but we can't help it. We didn't, we're not just choosing to be complicated. You know, I go through phases of loving to cook and phase where cooking seems like a fate worse than death. Yep. Um, same. <laughs> I get it. I, I just, I love cooking and sometimes don't feel like doing it. You know, um, I need variety, but also hyper fixate on certain foods for a while. I think for that roll with it, you know, like I stopped getting mad at myself for being really into foods. And then one day, just not because honestly, a lot of times they'd come back around and I'd be into them again at some point. Um, and in, if they didn't like, I'm fortunate enough, we're fortunate enough to have a variety at our disposal. So if something you're all about it, and then one day it's just the worst, you didn't do that on purpose, right? Throw it in the back of the rotation and go for a new hyperfixation. A lot of times the thing that sucks the most is us wanting to not be this way. But if you think about it, you just get to enjoy more variety. And when you are in a hyperfixation, you don't even have to think, you know exactly what it is you want. So. I don't want to put too much mind effort into it. Yep. I agree about the chili crisp. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And it's so like, it adds that like variety and texture and mouthfeel. Like I talk about this all the time, make your jokes, but mouthfeel is really important. It's part of the whole experience of eating. Something could taste delicious. And if it's like watery and off, it doesn't matter the flavor of it. It's, you know, like the texture's off. Um, mouthfeel is huge and it keeps things exciting in an easy way. I like trying food, but always feel like cooking takes too much time when I could be doing something else productive. So I think it's how you view productivity, right? Like if you're someone who enjoys eating, you enjoy trying foods, but the process of procuring those foods is not exciting, then it's going to feel like I could be doing something way better than this. If you're someone who like loves doing that stuff, you're going to probably be like looking forward to doing it. My voice is cracking. So I think at the end of the day, finding easy, quick, throw it together and it's interesting to taste and and eat kind of ways. Like you might get a day where you have a gray hair and you're like, I want to get in there and whip stuff up. Great. But as long as you know what you're feeling good eating, I think that's, that's the win-win, you know, and less mind work, the better. Also, my gut has so many sensitivities, gluten, dairy, egg, soy, that it gets overwhelming sometimes figuring out a meal for sure. That is like a whole other ball game when you have um, like allergies, sensitivities that are like staple items definitely makes it trickier. We will get into that for sure. So why did I never realize I could bring bread with me, Right. If you like, think about when you're eating something, like if you're going out to eat or you're ordering takeout or whatever, try to hone in on the, the component of it. That would be breaking a baby step or being, you know, not necessarily hormone friendly. Um, if you just think about the component and just try to replace that, then you can still enjoy the inclusion of eating with everyone. You can still enjoy the flavors, the sauces, the seasonings the meat component, all other things. You're just tweaking the one thing that might be throwing you off. Um, And then that just becomes, it opens up a lot more doors that way. I love burgers. And I don't always want, like sometimes I like a lettuce bun if they do it right, because I I love the texture of it, like the the crunchiness of it, I do really like. But if it's like a shitty lettuce bun, it's like, 
I don't even want to eat a burger if it's not on a, a good bun, you know? So I've had to try a bunch of really shitty buns to find the ones that I like. So Sun Basket, I think I've heard of that. Is that is that, oh, that's ready-made. Sorry, you literally wrote it there. They have ready-made meals. I think that's the one I was told. So I definitely want to look into that for sure. Just because, you know, switch it up a bit. I gave up using my phone after 8 p.m. as part of my Lent. My sleep has been revelatory. I'm waking up alert and refreshed. It's bizarre. You know, it's so funny. Um, We just welcomed a new uh, client into CCA right before the Zoom. And I was saying to her that, gentleness is the hardest thing to teach because we are so not used to the idea that being lax about something is actually better for us. We're used to having to be super on point, super diligent, super mindful. Is this happening? Is that happening? No, gentleness is the thing that works. It's just, there are lots of reasons why that's pretty difficult to kind of adopt. But as you're seeing, like eating enough calories, sleeping, you know, like these are things that we're shocked when they make such a huge difference, but they do for sure. So, okay. Let's bring you up here, Coralie. I'll pin you to the front. Hello. Hello. I love this. Seeing two faces. I'm just so used to the phone, like hearing a voice or on the text or whatever on the text old through text. Um, but hello, um, (laughs) how are you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good. Um, so let's kick off with Rose and Thorn. What do you think your Rose and Thorn were over the last seven days? So I actually went on vacation recently. And so my Rose and Thorn have to do with that. My Rose was getting to see a bunch of friends that I hadn't seen in like seven, eight years, And so that was really rejuvenating to rekindle those friendships and be able to catch up and things like that. Um, Just definitely a lot of happy hormones. Um, Probably my thorn though was we, I live in Ohio and we drove back to Dallas where I'm originally from to see these friends. And it was like a 14 hour drive there and back. And so Um, We are basically running on fumes, (laughs) driving there and back, and my sleep got super whacked up, and I'm still kind of recovering from that, even though I slept like 10 hours the next few nights after that, but I still feel a little bit off from that um, long night of driving. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Does it feel like you were kind of like, like your batteries were like completely drained, and it's like you just feel like you can't get a charge (laughs) back again. Yeah. I mean, the vacation was great, but, um, I wanted to like see as many people as possible. So we are getting up at like 7am to (laughs) see people. One day we got up at 5am to go drive an hour to see someone. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of, so (laughs) Yeah. I feel like some vacations end up being like more work than any, you know, than some are meant like you go sit on a beach somewhere and do nothing. But then I feel like when you're trying to see stuff and see family and get as much as you can in that time, it can, it can really be like stressful and exhausting. Um, so now how has it been doing other things for yourself, like self-care and eating and all that since the fatigue hit of like feeling like you just can't get enough sleep? Yeah. Um, 
Well, on Sunday, I felt like I did a pretty good job of resting. Um, I, I mean, I went to church in the morning, but then after that, I took a nap in the afternoon and then like had movement, but not anything strenuous, just tried to like pick up stuff around the house, um, but listen to music and stuff. Saturday, though, I had, I did not plan this, but like six months in advance, I planned a dentist appointment that was an hour and a half away because I used to live in the city where my dentist is and I haven't changed dentist. So I had to drive up there and back for my dentist appointment. So I didn't get much. That sounds like not a fun day at all. (laughs) (laughs) Like the dentist already sucks without the hour and a half. (laughs) Right. But it's okay. At least Sunday I rested a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, if I, if I can't have like a full day of rest, I try to find a little ways to incorporate it. Like even today at work, um, during lunch, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go to my car for 20 minutes and like stop what I'm doing and just kind of enjoy the nice weather and breathe. (laughs) And then go back yeah. inside. So. I, I definitely have done that before. I remember when I worked like at an office, it was like sometimes though I didn't want to have to take those breaks. But then when you're on them, you're like, this is great. Everyone should do this every day. Like, you know, um, so how is it? How's your appetite when you're feeling like that level of fatigue? Um, well, today it's been fine. I've like been hungry for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um. I will say though, like when we were driving back and I was super tired, I wasn't as hungry probably because my body was just in survival mode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, usually when I'm like super tired, I'm not as hungry in the morning, but I still force myself to eat because it just kind of helps um, me get yeah. into a rhythm. So for sure. Um, and on days where you're like feeling low energy. Um, and I don't, you said that you have sensitivity to eggs. So we have to find you like an easy digestible protein source, because sometimes that's the best, um, way to go in the morning, because it's not going to be rough on your stomach if you're just not wanting to eat. And then protein will be something that'll kind of just give you a little bit of that like energy, but what it'll do is it'll stimulate appetite. So then you'll be able to snack more throughout the day. Um, and then something a little bit carbier, um, like for lunch also helps with energy. Cause it's kind of, it's pushing along that cortisol cycle. And usually we utilize our energy until what midday, like four or five o'clock. And then we head home and then we don't like that. We want to sit and rest, but that's normal. We've been up all day, you right. know, and, but that's usually the meal that we will take in most of our carbs. Cause it's when we have the time to, it's when we're relaxing, when we're eating with someone else, you know, and things typically. Um, so I think making sure if you have like, we'll text about this, we'll find like an easy digestible protein source for your sensitivities in the morning. And then thinking of something that's a little bit more of a, like a complex carb, like how do you like sweet potato? Yeah. Sweet potato is great. It's one of my favorites. So awesome. I I recommend, um, if you take like a sweet potato and you just cut it into like discs about that thick across, if you just air fry that, um, you can have that for lunch really easily with some Greek yogurt, some hummus, whatever you like that gives you some flavor you can add to it. And it's a good carb that keeps energy going and it's good for hormones. So cool. Thanks. Um, no problem. Now, when it comes to what do you think is your biggest battle when you're the most fatigued? Like what becomes the most stressful for you? 
um higher level processing because I get brain fog really bad and then I just feel like I'm not making sense to people and then it's taking extra long to do things that should be simple and so it's like wasting my time and wasting other people's time Mm -hmm. um I think how many days well you said this is from the traveling and stuff but on an average before you left for vacation how many days out of the week do you feel like you're having that like laggy feeling um usually it's towards the end of the week like the beginning of the week I'm really good um and then it gets slowly worse as the week progresses so usually Thursday or Friday I'm like dying so okay so what we could look at too with that is um I did a a zoom on this it's called working in modes um and then there's another one I'll send them to you about chunking so if you think about, you know, we're not used to kind of going with how we like to work. And it's not always conducive to do that when we're working in an environment where we have teams and other people and duties and stuff. Like I admittedly have a little more flexibility with that. But you want to think about like, for me, if I had to write something creative in the morning, oh my God, forget it. I do my best writing at night when no one's bothering me and I can just just get words down on paper. Um, But if I had to do it in the morning, it would take me three times as long and I would just not be happy about it. So I would think about if during the beginning of the week, when you have the most energy reserve and you feel like you're tapping out towards the end of the week. So what I would do is try to budget your days in the beginning of the week and say like, what can I move around at all to kind of work within my modes so that I'm saving my mental energy? Um, Because if you save it during that part where you have a lot, then you'll have some carryover. But Mm -hmm. if we burn out, then you need that weekend to recharge and you can't get that till the weekend it makes sense that it just feels like more arduous for you at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Do you think that would be doable if there would be like some kind of basic mundane task stuff you can move around? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Like also, you know, in the morning I do my research. Like I, I do like, you know, we don't want to doom scroll, but I wait my hour when I wake up where I don't, I read my book in the morning and I do my planning or whatever. And then when I do get on my phone, I love to do my research in the morning because I, that's my doom scrolling, you know, um, I, it just so happens that my research for my work is social media, you know? So that's when, instead of forcing myself, like I need to be productive, I need to write something. I need to create something right now. Research is still work. It's still going towards my job. So (laughs) I know that I'm more likely to do better at that time. And then I'll have material to, to do my posts later on. So not exactly the same, but if you can find little things like that, you know, every little bit counts. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So, okay. Um, I, I hope you recover from this. I'm going to text you those tips. Um, I definitely get it. Vacations kick, kick my ass, <laughs> you know, especially if you're doing a lot of like appointments, cause it's still appointments. You got to be at a certain place at a certain time. Like that's exhausting. Even when it's a doctor, it's work or vacation. So, mm-hmm. um, text me if you need anything and then I'll get with you tomorrow to come up with those different things for us to plan. All right. Okay. So thanks thanks for chatting. Yep. All right. So this was so fun. I love this. I want to find like, I want to make this concrete. I'm trying not to rush because I have to finish forming the whole program before it would make sense to roll this out. But I am like newly really fired up for this. Did you guys feel like this was helpful? Did you enjoy having, you know, hearing someone other than me talking? I for sure did. (laughs) Tell me your thoughts in the chat before we jump tonight, because I would love to just have these ongoing.
and see your faces. I never get to see your faces. All I get is like a little profile picture. Pictures of your kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I really loved it. I would love to do this more often. Woo, great. Okay, cool. So I hope that you guys took something away from this. You know, text me, tell me your thoughts. Um, oh, we got another very helpful. It's nice to see faces. Yes. I think it's really encouraging to see others and hear from them. Um, and sometimes we get gaslit into not realizing that the things that we're struggling with are actually struggles. Like it's okay that other people are having a hard time with those same things because I'm not just like some reject because I am like, this is normal amongst us, you know? So, so exciting. Good vibes. Um, I enjoyed it for sure because there are answers to things I didn't even realize were questions. Well, you know me, I love digging. So, um, all right. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your Monday night. I hope you get lots of rest. Um, and if, oh, Kristen's been sending the messages. I, every time I send one by accident to someone, like I'll reply to them. I'm the worst with anything Zoom related besides speaking. So um, if anyone needs anything, shoot me a text, comment in the chat, um, and I will see you guys next week. So take care. Bye.